I'm just here so I won't get fined. Gets it to LeBron for three for the win. Yes! LeBron James at the buzzer! It's got to be one of the dumbest calls offensively in Super Bowl history. Are you kidding me? Hard hit into right. Back at the wall. To the game. Big puppy. The grand slam. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Okay, Big D. Johnny Money, hello. Hey. How's life at balls.ie? Life is good at balls.ie, although tonight I had my bike kicked in, so I'm not in a very happy form. I'm a bit angry tonight. Dear. It was locked somewhere and some vandal came along. Somebody just it? had a kick at the front wheel. No. People, what, why? Why? What is kicking my front bike wheel going to do about your existence? Oh, I don't sorry, know. Man. And so it's unrideable at the moment? Yeah, I, I had to find alternative means to getting here. But look, I've made it ugh. and I'm ready to talk football. That is just ugh. So anyway... Moving on. Super Bowl 50, Carolina Panthers against Denver Broncos in California. Santa Clara, baby. Okay. Is that a nice part of the world? It's not too far from San Francisco. I can't really say. I've never been to California, but I hear it's nice. If you like like tech geeks and rich people, that's your kind of place. Okay. So, uh, you were making the point that, certainly in America... The build-up to this Super Bowl is, by Super Bowl standards, very, very quiet. What's going on? Well, I might take you back uh, 365 days, Joe, because, okay. uh, I mean, the previous Super Bowl was played amidst a Watergate-esque kind of paranoia and all this kind of deflate-gate stuff oh, was yeah. in the news and all this uh, hysteria. Um, yeah. And generally, Super Bowls tend to, you know, create a massive amount of hype but due to some unforeseen, well, some foreseen events, I guess, i.e., the American election that's happening in this year, November, you might you might have heard about it. Um, there's just been a really low key build up to the Super Bowl. Now, that probably also has something to do with the rather, I would say, unspectacular pairing that we've got this year. Okay. Um, we talked a bit about this last week. We've got the f- fifteen and one. Carolina Panthers take it on the Denver Broncos, and it's hard to make a, a credible case for Peyton Manning and Denver winning the game. Yeah. So, I think generally there's been a sort of a it's it's been quite low key. And um, I mean, case in point, yesterday, uh, you might be you might be familiar with the famous uh, Super Bowl media day. Yeah, sure. This is like an industrial sized press conference from hell in many ways, where all. Uh, 53 men rosters are, are thrown to the media for an hour each. More or less. I mean, they basically media from the whole world basically descends upon the stadium and uh, players get bombarded with the stupidest questions that you'll ever uh, you'll ever encounter. And reading about some of the dumb questions, uh, Cam Newton, who will talk about the uh, Carolina quarterback, uh, was asked about his sex life in fairly uh, intricate detail. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, What's your favorite Star Wars character was uh, put to a few of the players. And then there was one personal favorite in a blog I wrote of the author to the Carolina Center, Ryan Khalil, who was asked about the Super Bowl. Uh, Ryan, is this a must win game? Uh, and Ryan said it probably was on balance. Yes, a must win game. Yeah, like it's 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 a sort of a stupid event anyway, but. The NFL weirdly this year decided to sort of shake things up and rather ha- than they used to have a media day, I want to say on a Wednesday, but mm. this year they've decided to have it on Monday and they call it opening night. So it was held last night and it was held right against 
the you know while the votes were being counted in Iowa, yeah, and everybody was sort of like fascinated, you know, was going to be Trump or Cruz, Hillary, Bernie Sanders, all these people, but like. Um, it was a bad idea, really. It wasn't. If you were trying to maximize attention to your uh, global product, yeah, uh, you might want to schedule it on a different night than the Iowa caucus vote count. Yeah. So interestingly, you know, today it's just been very. There hasn't just been. There hasn't really been a massive amount of reaction to it, and it's sort of in keeping with this game, which I, I just think is it's. It's not the most exciting prospect. I, I'm not trying to undersell it, but like... No, sure, but w- let's not hype it up either. Exactly. Like, if I was to give the butchered uh, summary of this contest that we're going to see on the field, and you can give me the more nuanced one then, it's that uh, Cam Newton and Carolina, brilliant offense team, uh, will probably get through the uh, very brilliant Denver Broncos defense, as good as that is, because Cam Newton just can't be stopped, it seems. And... Uh, there is no chance, it seems, that Broncos will there will will, will score enough because they just haven't had to score very much all season. So uh, it feels inevitable that Carolina are going to win this quite easily. That seems like it could happen now. Okay, we we've seen in recent weeks. If you look at the Carolina games, for, forgetting the Arizona game and the NFC Championship game, they do give up points, right? So things going if things go Peyton Manning's way, you know, you can imagine a situation where they could put up a big score. The question is, can it can the Denver defense stop the uh, the Carolina offense? And Denver defense, you saw them against the Patriots, yeah, were incredible, yeah. Um, but do they have another gear? Because that's what they're going to need to stop Carolina. Because nobody has found a way to stop Cam Newton this year. Mm. Let's talk Cam Newton then. There was a headline on CNN today, which you pointed out. Why is there so much hate for the Carolina Panthers? Uh, what's the answer to that question? They're not a popular outfit. They're not. They're not a popular bandwagon team. They don't inspire the love and ardor of the sort of average Joe soap mm. uh, playing or watching NFL on their couch. And I think that's because their quarterback, their leader, their CEO, so to speak, Cam Newton, mm. is a divisive character. He's he's brash. He's arrogant. He dances. He does this thing where he, whenever he scores, he goes up to the crowd and gives one of the kids a football. It's it's weird. It's kind of he sweet, also, though. He does a thing. Who, who wouldn't like that? He he does a thing. Before he does that, he does a thing called dabbing, where it's a it's a dance populated by uh, popular. Sorry, by Atlanta uh, hip hop dancers, and it is sort of spread. And Cam has taken the dab and he's made it his own. So every time he's if he, if Cam scores a touchdown Sunday night, you'll see him sort of kiss his elbow, mm. and that is what they call a dab. Now, he'll do that, and then he'll go and give uh, a kid in the front row football. Mm. Loads of people get really, like, exercised about this dabbing thing and the dances and the jukes that he does after he scores a touchdown and sort of forget the fact that he's doing this sort of nice thing, Mm. giving a football to a kid. Cam is a lightning rod for haters, uh, especially of a certain generation. So, you know, it, it... the contrast between Cam and Peyton Manning couldn't be more stark. Yeah. And, you know, this is the sort of narrative that people, that the media are really driving home this week. It's the sort of, they're, they're calling it a torch passing game yeah. between sort of, you know, Peyton Manning and Cam Newton, but also sort of two styles of, of quarterback and also two styles of like what the league, what the NFL is, you know. Well, I was just going to say, so they're contrasting in their uh, personas, but in their style of play as well. 
Um, Manning, as you said last week, you know, versus Brady was like an old school quarterback sits in the pocket and tries to outsmart the defense with his arm type guy, which is what it was for a long time. And and Cam Newton, you just have to go onto YouTube for two or three minutes and you just see he's electric. He runs with the ball. He, he beats men. It's He can do anything. 6'5", 250 pounds. It's like if you had... Jamie Hisa playing out half or something like that. Like, I yeah. mean, he could play. He could play four or five different positions on the NFL field. On the dabbing, uh, he said at this uh, press conference yesterday. I guess you're going to have to get used to it because I don't plan on changing. So he's not really too worried about what the general public think of him. It seems no, and like he he has he's he's owning it. You know, he's he's he is himself. He has no. Uh, He's no fear of it. I mean, I was, it was interesting. He was drafted. He was the first overall draft pick in the 2011 NFL draft. Yeah. And this week in the NFL media, there's a lot of sort of old reports from that draft have sort of surfaced. And a lot of so-called experts yeah. sort of – they had a lot to say about Cam before the draft. And they were saying, this guy's not going to make it. I can't believe this. There's a famous Sports Illustrated cover from 2011. Yeah. And it, it features Cam Newton, Blaine Gabbert. Jake Locker, tell me if you've heard of the of those of two of the names in that sentence. I've not heard of the latter two. The, the three of those guys are on a Sports Illustrated cover, yeah. and the cover is basically saying which of these guys will make it. And there are three quarterbacks who came out in the 2011 NFL draft. Yeah, the other Jake Locker is out of the league. Blaine Gabbert is a bust. Is that right? Cam, Cam Newton is like the player of his generation, and in 2011, scouts. They didn't. They seemed to be unsure of him, and it was because of his personality. Well, here's one scouting report which you've dug out, and this this really does remind me of the guys that you see in the room with uh, Brad Pitt in Moneyball. Uh, very disingenuous, has a fake smile. I mean, has a fake smile, has a fake smile. Comes off as very scripted and has a selfish me first makeup. Said this guy. He always knows where the cameras are and he plays them. Has an enormous ego with a sense of entitlement and can, that continually invites trouble and makes him believe he's above the law does not command respect from teammates, will always struggle struggle to win a locker room, lacks accountability, focus and trustworthiness, is not punctual, seeks shortcuts, shortcuts and sets a bad example, immature and has had issues with authority, not dependable. Wow. Talk about getting something spectacularly wrong. This is a guy who had, he had won the trophy for the best college football player in the country the previous year and had brought his team to the national title. Yeah, his credentials as a quarterback were unquestioned, cannot be doubted. Right, um, but there was this feeling, you know, it's hard to know what really had concretely informed it. A lot of some quarterbacks don't make the don't make the leap to, from college to the pros, but Newton, his physicality um, and his, his ability to win big games seemed to prove that he was more or less a sure thing. I mean, Carolina took him number one, so despite yeah. the doubters, yeah. you know, they knew. Like there's a strong chance this guy's going to make it. You have some audio from Cam Newton. Yeah, so I mean, we're talking about the stupidity of the NFL uh, media day. Cam yeah. uh, was asked, was challenged to a rap battle by a journalist, and uh, he duly responded. We're chilling in the Super Bowl with a lot of media. Man, I hate talking to the media, but it's all good. It's all great. Man, I look at my team. Man, them boys straight. I'm straight out of College Park by way of Atlanta. You can see the tile on my head. Some people call it a bandana. I'm chilling. I'm flowing. Having a good time. But everybody worry about me. Don't worry about mine. Because I keep talking. I keep flowing. And I'm doing what I do. Everybody need to know about the Carolina Blue. Hey. Okay, so I see why some people don't like him. You could see that could 
be off-putting to some people. Although, yeah. I mean, he was put on the spot and yeah. he, you know... He, he, was, he was game. He, he went for it. Uh, uh, another reason people might not like Cam, he, his firstborn son, uh, he was born on New Year's, on Christmas Eve. Uh, just, Cam, go, just gone? Yeah, just oh. gone. Uh, Cam was looking for a name, so he went with the name Chosen. <laughs> Chosen Newton. He didn't want to name him Cam because he thought the pressure of being named Cam Newton might be too much for him. So sure. we named him Chosen. Uh, here he is talking about Chosen at the media day. I was going to bring Lil Chosen with me, but I didn't think he could walk down the steps yet. He's already walking, if you ain't know. He a month old. I love that he's Little Chosen. He's one month old little and he's chosen. walking. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So that's Cam Newton. Now, one final clip, if you don't mind. A short I one. Don't, uh, don't. Peyton Manning said that Cam is going to be the, uh, f- the face of the league in the future, and uh, and Cam had this response. Well, anything that the sheriff has to say, um, you can probably, you know, ink it in, 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 in gold. Uh, it's just a tremendous honor to be even mentioned uh, and affiliated with the face of the league, but yet uh, I think I have bigger fish to fry on, uh, on Sunday, and then we worry about the rest of the eight to ten years after that. I guess it'll be interesting to see how he does the next 8 to 10 years given mm-hmm. that he's 26 and he relies on his physicality in a way that Tom Brady, now 38, doesn't. Exactly. Uh, will Donny give us a damn for News Talk TV viewers? I can't picture it. Go. Okay. Uh, not great on radio. No, it was nice. You kind of lifted your the inside of your elbow up and gave a little kiss. Look, I, I mean, I'm dabbing every time I get out of the studio. The dab was part of the question to Cam Newton about his sex life. Okay. Yeah. I'll leave it there. Uh, I'm sick of hearing about Manning being the best ever. First of all, are you hearing about Manning being the best ever? I don't know. He's won one Super Bowl. When his team is bad, he collapses. The likes of Brady and Montana always manage to be competitive. Uh, Russell Wilson will be the next breed of that type of quarterback. He did nothing last week. His defense, Manning's defense, have brought him here. Um, The commentary team last week, or the week before, rather, when I was watching... uh, the Denver Broncos beat Tom Brady's Patriots were saying that's right this is happening you're not imagining this Denver are beating the Patriots so uh, the Broncos are capable of upsetting the odds here do you give them any chance now against Carolina? I can imagine a scenario with things going well and you know maybe this Peyton magic starts to get fixed in people's minds that you know maybe something something special is happening what is I, the Peyton Manning I don't know. magic I, at the moment? Peyton Manning, is, he's on a sort of uh, Henry Shefflin-style retirement tour where everybody knows he's retiring, but yeah. he's not saying what he's doing. He's sort of keeping his counsel. Yeah. So, like, there's this feeling that everyone's everyone's going to do it for Peyton, win one for Peyton. This is his last, his last rodeo. Mm. Um, now, like, I mean... There's definitely some magic there. He, he, he had something in that in that Patriots game for a few plays. I don't know. I, I could you just wonder something strange like the Hollywood ending here. You know, it like it could happen. I I can't see it though. I mean, Cam and the Panthers have too much. They've had too much for everybody all season. If you've been watching these games, Denver very good team. Mm. I mean, home field advantage has helped them this playoffs and a lot of they've won a lot of ugly games. And, I mean, that's how they're going to have to win on, on Sunday. Yeah, at least there's cold play at halftime. Look, is that, is that another reason why everyone's a bit... Ugh. Listen, I, this gets me really angry. Like, okay. it's, it's really important who plays the, the Super Bowl halftime show, especially if you're watching it from these shores. Yeah. when you, you know, it's 11.30 when the game starts. And really, the halftime show is sort of the peak because after that, you're just sort of fading and trying to get to the, fu- to I, the final. I can, can't really remember a court, uh, fourth quarter. No, you're, you're just drifting. Did Katy Perry do it last Katie year? Katy Perry was she amazing. Was amazing. Oh, it blew my mind. Yeah. Really good. Really good. Now... 
Coldplay. This is the thing. Okay. Amer- only Americans should be able to perform at the Super Bowl halftime show. There, it's an American day and an American celebration. Hmm. You two, after 9-11, they performed at the Super Bowl after 9-11, and they, they did a very rousing, very patriotic, very American Super Bowl hmm. uh, halftime show. But they, I'll give a U2 exemption. Every other act must be American. I dare say yeah, Coldplay are more popular in America than around know. these parts. I just, I just can't imagine. It's not going to rouse people, you know, like Coldplay, halftime. Yeah. It's going to drift it's, off. It's very uninspiring. We should do a piece on best ever halftime Super Bowl shows some night. Some quiet uh, Tuesday. Look, I can, Michael Jackson in Los Angeles back in like was it eighty four? I, I mean, I've done an, mm. I've done a day where YouTube videos have just led from one to the other, and they're great. It's a great thing to sit and watch. We should do it. The YouTube one. I was sitting in a bar in Boston in two thousand two, yeah. and they played um, they played Beautiful Day in Street in where the streets have no name, and there was a woman beside me, and I mean it was very moving. Sure. Bono had a leather coat, and on the in on the inseam was an American flag, and he sort of revealed his American flag. Yeah. And there's a woman beside me about 50 years old and it was a very emotional time for all Americans. And I look at her after and she's crying. Uh, as were you. I was just a bit shocked. But, I mean, you two really handed up for the American audience. Yeah. Paul, it was, uh, it was something to experience. Uh, speaking of Hollywood endings, we will be talking with uh, the doctor Will Smith plays in concussion, mm. Bennett and Mulo. Yeah. So that's coming up just to mention that to uh, US sports podcasters that will be on the show next Tuesday and we'll be talking about that as well. Um, I should mention before uh, I let Donny go there has been a goal at the Stadium of Light. Let's get over to Al Ross. Sunderland nil, Manchester City won a rare Man City attack down the right hand side crossed the cross and it deflects off a defender into the path of the last man Sunderland wanted it to fall to Sergio Aguero tucks the ball into the roof of the net but has gone down injured as a result still receiving treatment off the pitch but it's Sunderland nil, Man City won mm. and uh, also a red card at Upton Park here's Andrew Chiel West Ham United nil, Aston Villa nil. Villa will play the rest of this game with 10 men Jordan Ayew their main striker has been sent off for a most ridiculous, stupid, silly elbow on Aaron Cresswell of West Ham. No question about it, the referee went straight to his card for the red pocket and off goes Ayew. It's West Ham nil, Villa nil. Don't think Andrew thinks that was a good sending off. He seemed clear in his opinion on that. (laughs) No no doubts on that one. Yeah, so uh, just what Aston Villa needed. They're, uh, what, 22 minutes into this game now, down to 10 men. Uh, Donny, great stuff. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Enjoy the halftime show. I'm going to do my best, Joe. See you next Tuesday. Off the ball with betdac.com for great exchange offers, tips, and prices on every game you can think of this season and every season. betdac.com